Welcome to Peak Performance Humans, episode number 108. Are you ready for a game-changing advantage for your business? This is your invitation to get your team to start performing at the next level with a Peak Performance Business Results Training. It's the exact path to your next big business breakthrough. It's the very first thing you'll see in the links down below. Today's episode is with Dr. Don Pelto. Dr. Don is a podiatrist in Massachusetts and is the developer of the patient presentations tool for healthcare providers. He has a website for patients at drpelto.com and on practice management at patientpresentations.com. He is also the host of the Podiatry Practice Mastery podcast. Don is passionate about teaching and helping others succeed in practice and life. And now, please enjoy today's episode with Dr. Don Pelto. Don, so great to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Naeem. Nice to be here with you. Absolutely. I'm excited to talk to you because one is I know you're a great doctor and podiatrist and you have a a thriving practice, but uh, you're also beyond that in in the sense of being a great entrepreneur and the way you think and the way you run your business and the way you build things and also have your work-life balance. I want to dig in as well. So, but why don't we start in maybe with a little bit about yourself and your story and a little bit of background about uh, how you got to uh, where you are today. Okay. A little bit uh, about my background. I'm originally from Minnesota mm-hmm. and I, I grew up there in a real small town. My dad was a park ranger and I grew up inside of a park and inside wow. of the park, I, you know, started a trail run, do all the running outdoors, was in Boy Scouts and Eagle Scout, all those types of things. My, my passion in those days, I was a magician. And that's part of the reason I think I like the, the outlet of YouTube and doing podcasts because you can kind of entertain and educate. So I did magic. I thought I was going to be a professional magician. Uh-huh. I was uh, an exchange student when I was 17 to Brazil with something called the Rotary Club. That really just changed my life. I, I, was, I actually saw people that were doctors. I never had that as an example. And in Brazil, they only give their kids an option of being a dentist, doctor, or a lawyer. And I chose to be the doctor of the group, but <laughs> I, I was, and I kind of assimilated that, came back, went to undergrad in, in Minnesota, but then I got involved in a church when I was in Brazil called Maranatha Christian Church, which I'm still involved in today. And mm-hmm. I, in the group that was closest was in Chicago. And then I, I went, moved to Chicago, finished uh, undergrad, and then I went to medical school in Chicago at Chicago Medical School for at Scholl College. And so I went there and it was fun. Yeah, that was kind of the history of how I got into podiatry. Wow, that's really cool. So um, I think it's, re- one is I think that's really cool. Your dad was a park ranger. I love the outdoors and I love, I love parks. I love, I've been to Yosemite. I want to go to Yellowstone. So I love that. Uh, that's just, that, to me, that's such a fun uh, environment to grow up in. That's very cool. Did you love being in nature and like kind of seeing the animals and exploring? Well, when I was a kid, I never yeah. appreciated it. I was upset that we didn't have yeah. internet and MTV. But right. <laughs> as I get older, the, the house that I purchased here has a little lake in the back of it. And it kind of brings me back to the, the nature. All the stuff I despised, I now love. Yeah. And I loved being that there was, no, there was no technology, no internet, no TV. Oh, and I was kind of a, one of those weird kids. Um, about when I was 15, I met someone that was a PhD student. And he said, and I, and I looked in his house and I went to visit him and I looked around and I, I said, you don't have a TV. And he said, yep. And I said, well, what do you do all day? Because at that time <laughs> I was watching about 20 hours of TV uh, a week. And, yeah. uh, and he said, you know, I read, I'm like, Hmm, interesting. Ooh. 
And so I stopped watching TV when I was 15. So I haven't had a TV in 20 years. Wow. Was it that moment that you're like, I'm going to stop yep. watching TV? I just stopped watching TV. So I, I, I don't watch TV. I, I, you know, we use the internet now and I, now I have kids. Now when I have kids now, we kind of have a, a TV, but no internet. Like you do Amazon prime and YouTube and stuff. Yeah. Like that. I gave up watching TV. So I don't watch news. I don't watch sports. I don't watch anything. And I, re I remember reading an inspirational speaker and he said, you know, it, most of that's all just stuff, you know, you don't yep. even know about. And people ask me, well, how are you informed? And I'll tell you, let me tell you my tip. I see patients all day long. Right. No one really cares, Naeem, about my opinion. So what they do is when they ask me, hey, doc, what do you think about the election? You know, I say, you know, what do you think? And then they right. just rattle on and on and on. <laughs> and, and they really don't know, want to know. Really what they want to do is they want to talk. Yep. And so that's how I get out. Occasionally I get in an uncomfortable situation because I don't know what's going on because I don't watch yep. the news. I don't read the newspaper. I don't do anything. I just read inspirational books. That's wow. in the Bible and other types of things like that. Wow. That's awesome. Very cool. All right. I, I, that's, that's huge. I love that you, that point that you brought up about everybody does want to usually talk about themselves. Right. So I love how you just reverse that into a question and just feed it right back to them. Cause that's really what most people want. That's very cool. Um, tell us about, well, actually you don't read the news. You read mostly inspirational books. I usually, what, what's a, I love that you read the Bible. That's obviously an amazing book. Right. But what's like another inspirational book that you like, uh, that, uh, you recommend to people. Oh, there are a ton. I'm reading right now, um, Bumpers. Yes. This is a good book. I'm reading, talks about putting bumpers in your life. I've read. Yeah. So I want to I be a key about, and this is something took me a while to learn. I don't just read books. Yep. Okay. I, I, I tend to read books two, three, four times so I can really get the most content out of them. And usually the first time it's very cursory because I'm a different person the second time I read the book. Yeah. And so I go through the Bible once a year because I'm a different person. I go through other books, different years, uh, the power of positive thinking. I was going through a challenging time in life. I read it three or four times bumpers. I've read twice. I'm reading one called be your future self right now. Yeah. Um, all, you know, all the other ones, how to win friends and influence people, Tony Robbins. I've read all of those. I started reading those books when I was 15 or 16. That's when I started to read all those and uh, seven habits of highly effective people, e-myth, and I, I routinely read two books a month. And the ways I do that easily now is with Audible because I'm a busier now. Mm. So I listen to books instead of reading them. Very cool. When do you listen to the books? I listen to car? books in my car. Anytime I'm yep. not with my family, anytime I'm yep. not with my, so in the car, I do two things. I record podcasts and then I, re I read books. Those are the two mm. things I do. I don't listen to any news. That's really cool. You record the podcast in the car. Okay. Yep. Cool. And then how, how, how long would you say you listen to Audible every day on average? Maybe like an hour, half an hour? No, about 30, about 30 or 40 minutes. And then when I do like trips to Canada, I'm listening. If I'm with some like my kids, they watch movies and I'll listen to books. Yeah. It helps, it helps me stay awake. Yep. I, I listen, you know, I can get through usually two books a month. Yep. Uh, that's, that's the amount of time I can get, get through the books. Yep. Cool. Amazing. All right. I'm going to circle back to this stuff because there's a lot of great things you said there in terms of recording the podcast in the car, but I'm going to get to that shortly when we talk more about your your whole process on building podcasts and delegating and systemizing things. But I love that you're a magician too. I love magic. What was uh, the, the, the thing that you loved about magic and what were some lessons you learned and how, how do you still use it today in your life? You're, you're going to laugh. Um, I, yeah. I got into magic because when I was in, I started when I was seven because I had an uncle, my great uncle, Jack, uh, he came and visited me when I was seven. He did this little coin trick where he took a coin and he put it on top of the roof of the car. And then he took it off from the other side of the roof. And I was totally amazed. 
And he was um, actually the first one that ever taught me how to back palm. So you take a card and you can back palm it. So he taught me to back palm. And I was interested from seven to 17. And I read, I actually read, I actually stole all the books from the library on the topic because I liked it so much. And back in those days, you didn't have something called like penguin magic where you pay for yeah. individual individual tricks. I was amazed with penguin magic. And this is a good tip for entrepreneurs. They've taken one book of magic and they record individual videos and they sell each individual video, video that you could buy in a book. So you could buy a book, a hundred videos or a hundred tricks and they sell each one individually. Uh, for like a buck or two. So it's a really good idea. So taking other people's ideas, breaking them down, recording little videos, and you can sell it. So I I read the books and I studied them. I did magic shows, won talent contests. I thought I wanted to be a motivational speaker for a time Mm -hmm. and and all of that. Uh, But then when I went to to Brazil, it kind of changed my shift. So now when I have kids in the office, I get about an hour behind because I show them all magic tricks. (laughs) It's so much fun. And I did juggling, of course, and I did ventriloquism and I did all the other crazy things that go with that. That is really cool. I love that. The kids must love seeing you for sure. I enjoy them too. Amazing. And then the Rotary Club in Brazil at 17, what was that like? How was Brazil? What was that? What was that all experience? I always, so I started reading these books when I was 14 or 15 and they always, one, one kind of recurring theme came up and they always said in the books, it's always better to have experiences than money. Mm -hmm. And and I, and I'm not really, I'm not money motivated. I'm more motivated by experiences. And I thought to myself, well, what's the best way to have an experience that my other, co- my, my friends in high school couldn't have. And that was to be an exchange student. But I want to touch on a point because we yeah. all, we all on our podcasts and our YouTubes, we all look like we're living this curated lifestyle, like on Instagram yeah. or Facebook, which is really a lie. So right. when you guys are listening to me, you might think Don's got it all together. But really, we all come and deal with a lot of trauma. So, you know, both of my parents are recovering alcoholics, uh, Mm. NAAA. Um, I didn't thankfully have to see that. But, you know, as you can imagine a household with my mom, you know, remarried, there wasn't a lot of agreement in the household. And my my parents, they argued every single day of my life. And I wanted to leave my home to get away from that. Right. Really, the reason I was an exchange student, if you if you know, this is kind of getting deep here for your listeners, but I I think it's therapeutic. Is I left because I wanted to leave that that hostile household. Yeah, it wasn't dangerous, but it just you know every night I prayed that they just wouldn't argue. And but that's they didn't know how to deal with it. They didn't know how to deal with their emotions. They've learned since then. But I went there to kind of escape, and it was like my 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 safe haven when I went to Brazil. And so that's where I became a, a really kind of devout Christian, really involved in church, was baptized again. And, and things like that. I think God kind of prepared everything for that, for that moment. Wow. That's amazing. I agree. God, God acts in ways we can't always understand. Right. So I think that's really cool. I love that you took action, right? Like you didn't like your environment and you got yourself out of the house and you went to Brazil. And um, I never touched the stuff because of it, because I see how it messed up my family and my cousin yeah. and it, it didn't work out. I wanted to do it when I was 15. It didn't work out. I tried 16, didn't work out. It only worked when I was 17 to do the rotary yeah. club. So I also didn't give up. I yeah. Just, working on it. And that one year delay was actually beneficial because all of my friends were a year ahead. So it didn't really matter what they were doing then. If you get a little bit behind everyone else, then it doesn't matter. You don't compare yourself anymore. Yeah. That's so true. I love that. Um, that resonates with me too. Cause my parents would argue a lot as, as well. Growing up as a kid, I'd always be like, Oh, why don't they get divorced? Why do they stay together? So, um, I, I, and I also appreciate you sharing that 
at like the, the the fact that it isn't always glorious, right? We we present like a glorious picture on the front, but it's true, right? And I don't care how successful you are, everybody's got challenges and uh, some dark oh, stuff going on in their life. Yeah, my one of my friend, you, re- best books is Brene Brown. Uh, yeah, gifts of imperfection and similar things like that. I love these these deep self help books, vulnerability, kind of talking through things. Sarno, yeah. Doctor Sarno. Um, curing heel back pain, like the mind body connection, how your mind affects your body. He's got some good work, some other good books as well. That what what is the name? Doctor Sar- Sarno. Sarno S A R N O. S A R N O. Okay. He was a family doctor, and he saw people coming in with back pain, and then he realized they had pent up pent up rage inside of them. And yep. that when they dealt with that rage, their back pain went away. The back pain was just a manifestation of the emotional trauma that they had had. Yeah. So that's that's, a- that's deep. That's deep stuff. <laughs> Yeah, no, that we like to go deep. That's the, we love that. So I love that you're sharing this stuff and we're going deep on that. Was there a specific book from Dr. Sarno or I'm sure he's got um, a ton of books, but the mind body prescription is the one I'm, I'm reading now. Mind cool. body prescription. Cool. Nice. Can you share, um, it doesn't have to be super deep or super personal, but since you brought up that idea of like, again, it isn't all glory on the, even though it looks like it's glorious on the outside, like what is a challenge or something that you're going through right now in your life it could be personal thing with your health or your body or your whatever, your business is just something yeah. that isn't like amazing that people see like that you're working on that you're trying to get better at. Uh, right now. Uh, I'm trying to think of something deep here right now. Uh-huh. Um, it'll, <laughs> I'm always working on different things. <laughs> okay. I'll, it's not that it's not that like really uh, yeah. personal. I'm trying to work on, a, a, a problem that I call patient presentations. Yeah. So I, I have been, and this is going to kind of show vulnerability. I've been paying for Kajabi, which is uh, a content making course for a lot of, a lot of many years. And I've used some virtual assistants to make the sites. And then I've learned about story brand, which is a way kind of explaining yeah. through story and trying to modify these two sites. And I'm, I'm very time poor. I don't have time to do it. And it's a struggle for me because I, I want to get things done and I want to yeah. monetize things and I don't have the bandwidth yep. uh, to do it, to get it to my liking. So to do the drip sequence, to uh, edit the edit the website. And I did a talk yesterday in Australia for a group of uh, practitioners, podiatrists, um, acupuncturists, things like that, about my topic of patient presentations. But I needed to kind of get it. So there's a topic called the, the there's a, a, I guess we call it the 80 20 rule. Yep. Uh, and other people call it different things. But what I find is by having that deadline of doing this presentation yesterday, it motivated me to get everything and turn on the pay key, everything before the presentation. So if people wanted to buy it, something was available. So yeah. it really busted through all the fluff and I was able to get that done. It makes it look glorious, but it's not, it's not comfortable because it's not to my, uh, expectation. And so a lot of us that are perfectionistic, um, one thing I want to tell you that when you're a content producer, and I've learned this from Seth Godin and other people, having, having it, having shipping it is more important than having it perfect. Yes. Yep. Having it, having it done. So if you go to podiatrypracticemastery.com right now, it's, it's not done. It's not perfect, but it has a squeeze page. It offers my free tool. It has a way that I can get the email and then it has one course in there and kind of the beginnings of a drip, but there's always things I want to modify, always things I want to edit. But the problem is you keep tinkering around with things and it really yeah. never gets done and you never ship the darn thing. So you never make any money. Yep. And so that's something I would say is like, start with something imperfect 
yep. and just start doing it, using it because it's, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable paying the money every month. It's uncomfortable doing it. And it's, it is never as good as you think. I've tried to outsource it. So I've hired people from Fiverr to do it in the past, but even that it's laborious trying to get that out of me, what I want. I don't really know what I want. Yeah. And so I, I just want it done, but I don't know what I want. So that's, that's one of the struggles I'm going through with right now. Right. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. And I think a lot of people, res I, I resonate with that for sure. So um, that's great. Can you tell us about uh, your your podcast, Podiatry Practice Mastery? And obviously you mentioned the website a little bit as well. What's that? What's all that about? Yeah. So I'm overpaid for what I do as a podiatrist. Okay. And I know you, those that are listening, you may be underpaid for what you do. I'm yeah. overpaid. And I'll tell you, overpaid is just as bad as being underpaid. Yeah. Uh, and the reason for that is you can't, I'm hard to substitute. It's right. hard to substitute someone that, you know, has four years of college, four years of medical, three years of residency. And you know, to substitute that with like, let's say an online something or other is going to be a challenge. And, and so what I put together with this podiatry practice mastery is I've always enjoyed practice management. Even when I was in, in medical school, there was a group called practice management. I used to take my study breaks in the basement in Chicago. And I used to read through the annals of a, of a magazine called podiatry management. I just like, I liked, that was my bend. I like marketing. And then I came on direct response marketing with Dan Kennedy, yeah. Gittimer talked a lot about customer relations. So I, I was just deeply reading deep. And, and now talking about that, that topic though, Trent reading, learning is one thing, but applying it is something very different. Yep. And in just the same way, you have to be approached seven or eight times before you buy something in a sales sequence. You have to be exposed seven or eight times with the same idea before you're going to ever take action. So I, yeah. I'd like to tell everyone that you have to, you have to read it, reread it, learn it from someone else. Someone else's Russell Brunson will explain it one way. Someone else explain it some way. Uh, Dan Kennedy, then Tony Robbins. Eventually, it's going to click, and then you're going to take action. It's not the first time. So this is something I really kind of struggle with, where I keep learning. And eventually it's going to click. So podiatry practice mastery yeah. is going to be right now. I have something called the practice mastery Academy, which is three courses in there. That's for sale and for podiatrists. So basically I took, and I explained my journey. So what I do in the podcast is I explain my journey. I'm just documenting my journey. Like Vanderchuk says, you know, yeah. you don't create content, you document your journey. So every day I'm in the car and I have a journey and I talk about what I'm learning, what's worked, what doesn't work. And I also do interviews. Those interviews I do via Zoom like this, but yeah. otherwise I do them on, on Anchor, which is the easiest way, in my opinion, to make a podcast because it's free yeah. and it's easy to upload, do it on your phone. And I have a little headset in my car and I record as I drive different ideas. And I keep those ideas on Todoist or something like that as I'm throughout the day. I get my ideas, track them. And I, and I, so that's the podcast portion. The actual membership site portion is where I have about 450 podiatrists that get my content. So I send out a weekly email through my virtual assistant about different things I'm learning, different videos, interviews, and things like that. And then I, then I sell the product. Eventually it'll turn into like a mastermind and coaching and other things. But right now I just don't have time to do a mastermind or coaching. Yeah. So I'm time poor because for me to take a, an hour away, I need to get 500 to a thousand dollars to do that. And so that's my struggle. So I'm trying to do it automated with this course. Wow. I love that you're just chipping away slowly, right? Just uh, over time, you'll hit it, right? And th that's the hardest part, I think, for it's, most people. It's, it's, it's embarrassingly slow. <laughs> and then it'll all work out. Like everyone yeah. looks at your final product and they think, wow, look at that. But what they don't understand, yeah, how many years you've been struggling, messing up, hitting your head, making mistakes, 
how much money you spend, how much time you spend, you know, the, the, it's not as easy as things. Yeah, no, it's totally true. Repetition is the mother of skill. And it's all, like you said, about consistency and just plugging away. That's so cool. Um, you said, uh, what was that? Todoist? Is that, that's an app yep. or something where you, okay. Yeah. I'm a techie okay. guy. So there's a couple of apps I, I use. Um, uh -huh. One of my main apps is T-O-D-O-I-S-T. Yep. And uh, on there, I use it um, for reminders mostly. Yep. Basically, I'm going to give you some example of habit stacking. Yep. Uh, once a month, I answer all my YouTube questions, comments. Once a month, I go to Yelp and answer my reviews. I go to uh, Google and uh, thank people for my reviews, health grades. I check LinkedIn once a month. And yep. so it, it reminds me once a month on Todoist, it pulls up once a month and it reminds me of everything that I do monthly. Wow. Yeah. Um, I also have different folders in there. I have one for Dr. Pelto website and one for PPM, Podiatry Practice Mastery. And, and that's where I do brain dumps and I, and I brain dump my ideas. So for example, when I see something that you send out and you're going to talk about efficiency, I think, well, I could talk about something like efficiency. I don't even know what you're talking about, but I like your, right. I like the words that you use or other people yeah. use, and I can just steal their word, the copy that yep. they write, and I can copy it and make it into my own thing. So I'll write down those. If they're, if they're captivating me, I can just captivate it for my audience. So I, copywriting yeah. is a big key. That's the other thing I like to study is, is copywriting. Yeah. And so that's how I use Todoist uh, to put in my ideas. Then when I drive, I just pull up the list. It, it jogs my brain. And then I think of a, a, a attractive copy, like the mistakes or the forward problems, or I put it in a different way. That's more like mind candy for people. That's really cool. I love that. I love how you batch things and you study copywriting and you kind of, you, you put things in the right uh, compartment so you can get leverage on all the, the information you're coming across and take action on them. That's awesome. Can you tell us about uh, how you, I, I know you said a little bit, but I love that you like record podcasts in the car and you're documenting your journey, like Gary Vee says. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So I, I, um, I guess they call me a serial entrepreneur because I have the one yeah. for Dr. Pelto and I have one for Podiatry Practice Mastery. Um, the way I do the podcast is I do, I have Calendly that makes me available Wednesdays and Thursdays from 1230 to one for doing interviews. I used to have two. I did one for podiatry practice mastery, and I'd one did one called Healthy Living for a while, which was a television program I did locally at the local television station. Because mm -hmm. um, I really like health topics. So I was talking about weight yeah. loss, intermittent fasting, uh, other types of things that I'm really passionate about, helping my patients lose weight, transform their life with with health things. Uh, and I stopped that only because I didn't really have a real big passion for it, and it just took up too much time. So I stopped that. I'll interview people occasionally if they're like a real cool fit for me and I like it, but I, I've restricted it only to business, which I really enjoy. And so I'm interviewing different business people that will help my, my audience. Like I interviewed you and right. I, and the nice thing is I block my time and I'm only available Thursdays and Wednesdays uh, to do those. And so it's on my time Yeah. Uh, on. So that's how I do my, my interviews, the podcasts I will do in the car when I'm driving. That's yep. why I do the podcasts. And my other workflow is I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a massive use of, um, I use my extra time. So if I have three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes between patients, I'm always making excellent use of that time. And so the way I do that is on every browser, I have Chrome installed in all six treatment rooms and in my office. 
And then in Chrome, I have a, a file that I have a, a slide deck on Google Slides, PPM and Podiatry Practice and Dr. Pelto. In both of those slide decks, I have slides and each slide is a video that I'm gonna do. And so I can edit those, I can work on those. And I, I prep those throughout the week in my spare time. And then I also, during my spare time, if, I'm in my, if I get those done, then I have books that I, I listen, I read on Kindle. I have a Kindle screen where I can read those books. So I don't yeah. let any wasted time go. That's... I'm always efficient because I want to be with my family. It's not because I want yep. to be efficient. It's because I don't want yep. to steal. So when I get done with work, I don't think about business. I don't think of business yeah. after 5 p.m. And I don't think about business ever on the weekends. I never do yep. anything on the weekend. So, and then, so then what I do is on Friday, I meet with some type of a coach from 12 to one on Monday. I usually, I'm using 12, uh, the, the lunch hour to do some stuff. And then Tuesday is my recording day. So Tuesday I record my videos for the both. So I have a half hour period where I record them. I, I just do it really easy. I do it on zoom, record it to my cloud. And then I send that to my virtual assistant and the yeah. same thing with my podcast. I record it as I drive. I, I dictate the name. And I hit delete and then my virtual assistant goes in there and she publishes them according to the time. And she sends out the email of the YouTube videos as well. She sends that out to my list automatically as well. That's cool. Um, I love that you have the, the, the days and the blocked off and the time. And um, I did want to, there was something that came up when you were saying, but I lost it now. But I love how you just juice every moment and you maximize. The other thing, every, now this yeah. is something I learned. I made a mistake with in the past. Yeah. I had a virtual assistant from the Philippines in the past. I've tried to use my staff here. I've tried different things. Yeah. Um, and and um, what's working now is I'm paying a virtual assistant, a, a local one that I found. I pay her $20 an hour. You might think that's a lot, mm -hmm. but it, it really, you know, I, I had someone for four or $5 an hour and they didn't do anything. So what's, what's more expensive, the one that doesn't do anything or the one that actually does it. And yep. the other key thing, and this is something it's taken me a while to learn. So hope you can, you can appreciate this. I have a standing appointment from 7.30 to 8 on Wednesday morning where I meet with my virtual assistant. I review what she did and I, and I plan what she's going to do the following week. So the key is that standing appointment. I review everything, make sure it's good. I can do any course correction. I can tell her, okay, what you learned how to do, document that in our standard procedures. Everything is in Trello. So everything yeah. is in Trello. I have a to-do, doing and done. I add stuff to the to-do. She has a to-do for me. And, and she pushes them through. She has a payment card that she pops up every Wednesday and I pay via PayPal. So good. So good. Awesome. How often do you, um, what's the release? Is there a release cadence for the podcast for like the interviewed ones versus the, yeah. uh, the ones you do on your own? So the way it's all documented in our, in our manual, um, yeah. so for, for, for a podiatry practice mastery, there's one video that goes out interview or a longer form educational uh, masterclass that I send out every Monday yeah. at, at like 8 a.m. So she does that. And then in between, she'll send out other things. Um, she'll make them live, but I only do one email a week and the other things kind of go live at different times. And she schedules all that out for my Dr. Pelto. Um, everything goes live. There's one video at least once a week and then other content like answering questions on YouTube. She actually puts those into my slide deck. Any questions that she sees that are interesting, she put in the question, she'll get a couple of pictures from Google and then I'll record them once a week at the Tuesday portion. Wow. And another, another cool tip, I do all my recording at one time. The best way to record is on Zoom using the cloud recording. So you hit record, record the segment, yeah. hit stop. 
get record another segment. So if you're doing courses with multiple portions, it records each one separately so you don't have to edit it. And so all she does is I send her that link on Zoom. When she's done, I'll delete all those on the cloud and, and she just uploads them. She never has to edit them and she just trims them on the ends mm. if she needs to. That's so good. That's amazing. This is incredible. Um, what about autoresponders? I know you talked a little bit like autoresponders and debt, like how to use those. Uh, um, another another favorite app before I forget on my yeah. phone. Um, with phones, I'm a big advocate. My phone, two things. You're going to laugh at me. I never use color ever. So it's always in black and white. Your phone screen. Okay. Why is that? Um, you don't, have you ever watched a video in black and white? I have. But yeah, it's yeah, not very not, exciting, is it? Yeah, no, it's not. It's ever, true. It's real boring. You don't want to do it. Right. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. A, yep. Um, I, I never, I only look at my phone once a day. I do everything at lunchtime for 15 minutes. I look at my phone. I answer WhatsApp. I, I don't use social media. So I only do things at noontime. I don't look at it at the beginning of the day. I look at beginning and at the end of the day. My wife, if she wants to get a hold of me, she calls the office. <clears throat> I never answer the phone. It's always on do not disturb. And I'm a doctor. And I'm on call and I still don't answer the phone. So anyone else that isn't a doctor, isn't on call, you, there's no reason. Um, so it's always off. Um, my favorite, my first screen, I don't have any apps on my first screen. So there's no temptation. All I have is the phone bu button. On the second screen, I have the habits app. So I'm tracking currently um, the hours I eat a day. And I try to keep it under 30 hours a week. So mm. eating hours, meaning your, your window of eating. So I eat one hour a day, Monday through Friday. And then I eat between seven and 15 hours on the weekends. Wow. That's awesome. So it's OMD. You guys call it. Uh, another of my favorite app is brain toss. You can buy it. You should buy it. So uh -huh. brain toss is a way, if I have an idea on the weekend and I don't want to open up my email, I click brain toss. I record it and it sent it to my email as a transcript and, and then I can get it out of my brain. So I don't get distracted. So I don't use email on the weekend. I never look at my email. I have no notifications. No emails are on. I don't have my work email on my phone, um, but I, I don't use email on the weekends ever. Um, I never check my email on the weekends. And <laughs> once again, I'm a doctor. Okay. So I only check my email at 1215 every day. Yep. Um, I have audible. And then I also have a cool thing. If I do use my phone during the week, I have a composer. So yeah. I have a composer. What that means is I compose. So it doesn't open up my email. If my email opens up, it's like a whole bunch of drawers that open up that I have to close and I can't take right. action at that time. So I use a composer and I send it. Now, my favorite app for Gmail is follow up then. If you guys have not heard about follow up then, it's worth the $5 or $10 a month. So yeah. what follow up then does, I have no emails in my inbox ever. So whenever I send someone, if I'm going to send you an email and I want you to get back to me, I'll put in one week or two weeks at follow-up then. It sends me the same email back in one or two weeks. So all my email is always empty. I'm a zero email box every single day. Wow. What do you do about, how do you avoid spam? Is there a I, uns for that? I unsubscribe from everything and everything yeah. that has an unsubscribe link to it automatically gets filtered to an optional box. I check that optional box, optional folder. And so my optional folder, I check, you know, once or twice a week. Ah, okay, cool. And then I, I, I viciously unsubscribe from everyone or I filter it. I have a direct response folder series. I want to see how people use direct response and steal their emails. So those yeah. automatically get read and they put in filtered into their direct response category, like Dan, Dan Sullivan or Ben Ken or Dan Kennedy or things like that, that I'm, that I'm copying. That's really cool. 
you could get those. I don't follow that part though. You can get those specifically moved to a certain folder, the ones that you, yeah. you want to keep. Yep. So with Gmail, you can do filter. There's a filter option. Mm -hmm. So if you click filter and you write in the word unsubscribe, every mm -hmm. email that has a unsubscribe written in it, it automatically filters to an optional folder. Got uh, it. Okay. Also cool. anything that comes from a certain author like yourself, I'll fit it into your folder. Got it. So you put it folders for specific people. Like Dan Kennedy has under, his own folder. Under direct response. Yeah. And it's under a direct response folder, a subfolder under direct That's response. Yeah. And then when amazing. I get then when I get tired of it, I I so I, I never get distracted. So my inbox is only a pertinent things. And there's occasional spam, but I unsubscribe or I report them right away. So. Yep. That's so cool. Amazing. Well, let's zoom out for a second because that's an amazing information and like so many, like you save so many people so much time if they actually use this these strategies. But obviously you did things and you have certain habits to get yourself to this point. And I know you're a big believer in investing yourself and educating yourself. So how do you, what do you do with that? how do you start with that? Like what's your process to keep growing and learning and investing yourself so you, so you can get yeah. these, this wisdom? Yeah. So I, I think there's, there's, there's daily investment and yeah. I'll talk about my daily habits or you can call them bumpers. Yeah. Uh, so every, every morning, <laughs> I'm one of the crazy, I just do. Okay. <laughs> so every morning I, I do a cold shower um, with yep. Wim Hof breathing. Yep. Um, I do boot camps Mondays and Fridays. I only work out twice a week. Um, yep. I pay way too much for only working out twice a week, but it's it's I like it because and the yep. reason I like it is because if I don't show up, they charge me an additional thirty dollars. Yeah. So and if I cancel within twenty hours, they charge me or twenty four hours, they charge me thirty dollars extra. Right. So that's why I get myself to the gym. I like going to the gym to this boot camp because they tell me what to do and I don't have to think. And and pretty much yeah. I want to puke every time I go there. And so yeah. I work out harder on Mondays and Fridays. I do bulletproof coffee after I work out. Yep. And then I don't eat. I, I eat every day at 530 or 6 p.m. I don't eat at all during the day, Monday through Friday. Wow. So you fast all the way until 530 or 6. Yeah. Every single day. And you have one meal per day pretty much. Yeah. Yep. OMAD. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It might go. It might extend to two or three hours. But yeah, unless I'm stressed, I'm a stress eater. So certain yeah. days, that's why that's why I track. So yep. I have this habit tracker and I track the number of hours I eat my, my eating window. Yep. So that's the morning. So that, that my, my cold shower. Um, and then what I do is I, I spend some time. I read through the Bible once a year. So I do my Bible reading verse. There's a yep. prayer time either in, with church members or others. And then I have um, the, the five minute journal I do every single day. That's great. Uh, in yep. there, I do it a little bit different because at night I plan the three things I'm going to do the next day. And then yep. I learned this from Ben, Ben Hardy. Yep. I have a, an actual journal that I use every morning. And so what I do in the morning is I journal for 10 to 15 minutes about what I'm going to accomplish, not yep. just what, but I actually talk about like what it's going to be like. So seeing my future self, yeah. I talk about my big three goals. So my big three, I only have three goals for the quarter. One is for family. One is for patient presentations and the other one is for church. And so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of journal about those. And then I'll, any other ideas that come to mind. And at, at the night, I do the same thing. I have the same journal. I talk about what are the three things I'm going to do the next day. And then the, any other big picture things that excite me and motivate me. So I, I go through these journals. I have a little thing I learned from Ben um, uh -huh. right here in the front. There are questions I ask for every journal. Where am I right now? What are my wins in the last 90 days? What are my desired wins for the next 90 days? Where am I going to be in 12 months? And where am I going to be in three years? So I do that. I also have in the front of this journal... Um, the back of the journal is my affirmations for every area of my life that are recopied. Yes. 
And then here I have a list. I know I'm being successful when. So yes. it's my successful when, and then certain rules that I have for myself that I have these written down here. So that's my like personal daily stuff. Yep. Um, I, I pay for two Audible books. Uh, the reason I pay, because if you don't pay, you're not going to do it. Yep. And so by prepaying, yep. if I see these credits boosting up, I have to use them and I want to use yeah. them. So that's why I listen to two books a month. Yep. Um, I get books occasionally from the library, but usually I just buy the book. I don't like books as much because I never read them again. So I usually yeah. get an audible. Um, I do, what other things do I do? I used to do BNI and other types of business stuff. I don't do that. I've been a strategic coach for about 10 years. So yeah. it's about $8,000 a year to do that. Yep. Um, and I have an efficiency coach that I meet with every Friday uh, and I pay her $125 an hour and she does deep strategic thinking with me. And she gives me a lot of good ideas about how to use other assistants. I do have a, a virtual assistant that I pay $20, $20 an hour uh, to do all of my back end stuff. I messed up on that the first couple of times. So just be persistent with it. Keep working at it. It's hard the first time and the second time and probably the third time. Make sure they're documenting what they're doing. Um, yeah. but I'm a big believer in investing in myself. Um, I've read a couple of times you should invest 10% of what you earn in yourself. And so it's hard for me to invest that much. I do go to different courses within podiatry on, on shockwave and things like that. I've considered like a sales coach so I can get better at presenting or a public speaking coach. I've considered, I I'm just time poor. I don't have enough time to do, to do all the learning that I want to learn. So yes. I found coaching is the easiest and quickest way for me to do it because I can read all the books, but implementing is the hardest part. And that's where I yeah. feel like I, I need help with. That's where the coaches come in. I love that. I love that you have a coach. It's great. Um, I think everybody should have a coach. Um, what, uh, and that habit, the tip, uh, I was going to ask you what's a tip to, for people that want to start using a VA, but I think that what you said about document, what they're doing is important. Uh, and it, it took multiple times too, right? You got to find I, the right fit too. Right? I messed I messed up a couple of times. Yeah. I didn't pay him enough. I'd, and the, the, the main one is I didn't meet with him every week. Meet, yes. spend, spend a half hour, pay him 10 bucks review every single week. I learned this from, what's his name? What's that sales guy? Pig-headed um, PhD, pig-headed discipline. Chet, Chet Holmes? Chet Holmes. That's why oh, I learned yeah. that. those weekly meetings. And I do the same thing in church now. Um, I don't know if you guys want to go deep into church, but I'm real involved in church. So I meet with everyone there uh, once a week. We go over what we're working on. I go over, we have a monthly, weekly staff meetings where we just keep hitting things over and over and over until they learn it. And that's yeah. that pig-headed discipline. These meetings is really changed my life with my virtual assistant. That's cool. Yeah. Let's dig into that. I do want to ask you, where should people find, uh, where, where do you suggest somebody look for a VA? Like, should they do the Philippines thing? Should they do somebody in the States or like, what's your tips for that? I, I've used VAs in different places. I'm a big user of fancy hands. So a good tip yeah. about fancy hands is you pay for the same thing twice in the beginning. So designing my slides, things like that. I had two different companies design and then whoever was better, I used for my additional gigs. Uh, so mm -hmm. I, a lot of times I'll pay him twice just to see who's better. Um, I've used, I've, I, I've used something called, um, that was, I'm sorry, Fiverr. I paid him twice for Fiverr. Fancy Hands is another um, case by case virtual assistant that I've used for a number of times you pay monthly. And, uh, but I wasn't getting the best out of it. I had all these credits going up. Um, initially, I found one from the Philippines. Um, I don't know how I found that one. This other one, I, I asked Fiverr to find me a virtual assistant. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. I, asked, I asked Fancy Hands to find me a virtual assistant and they came up oh. with this two options. I interviewed one and she was helping me, but she didn't, she wasn't really techie. 
And yeah. then this other one emailed me and then I reached out to her afterwards. So that's how I, that's how I found them. I, I do it. not use a VA from the Philippines because I, I, I don't need a dedicated 40 to 40 hour a week one. I use yeah. her about 10 to 15 hours and she yep. you know, currently works maybe at like Starbucks and makes 10 bucks an hour and I pay her 20. Yep. So she's certainly happy to do that. Nice. Yeah. Um, when I lose her, I'm not sure what I'm going to do because there's tends to be turnover. Um, yeah. Another thing, I'm going to start using a scribe in the office, which is like basically a virtual assistant for 20. Uh, I think they're about $20 an hour, 14 to 20 in my office. So I can just see patients and not have to document. So I'm real excited about that. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, I love that. Cool. That's amazing. What are some, I, I know you, uh, what are some business habits that you have to be, run a successful business? I know okay, you said so, a few of them already, but go yeah, ahead. So, so business habits. Um, ooh, so there's, there's patient treatment habits, which I think I use yeah. called patient presentations. So I have a standard yeah. presentation of how I treat everything in the office. So I treat 20 things and everything is standardized, how I book surgery, how I do my surgeries. Um, everything is, is totally standardized. Everything is automated with my medical record. So everything has um, templates. Everything is templated, makes it really easy. Um, you know, asking open-ended questions, things like that with patients. In terms of my office, it took time. So to open a second office, we've been doing this. I've been here 15 years. We have two offices, four doctors. The real, the biggest key is we have a wonderful office manager that we pay a lot of money to and she makes yeah. our lives great. And we have, yeah. we hire all of our assistants if based on nicety, not based mm. on capacity. You can yeah. teach anything, but you can't make people nice. Yep. And so we have staff, we have staff training. Um, and I, I just, I like what I do. I like treating patients. I like my staff. My office is running great. I don't focus too much on the office because everything is running really well. I'm yeah. always trying to figure out though, what we call the largest check. Yes. Okay. So I try to focus on like what new technology we have shockwave and, and um, stuff like that here. We do orthotics. So I'm always learning how to offer. And this is something I learned a long time ago. It takes just as much energy, energy for me to talk about a $2 toe pad as it does a $550 orthotic. Yep. And so what I do now is I talk about the 550 because it takes me the same amount of time. Yep. And I used to overwhelm patients with too many options. And so I don't do that anymore. I really focus in on, you know, what's going to be most effective. And that all goes to my patient presentations. I think the patient presentations thing is going to be an industry transformer because um, it's really streamlining how I treat patients and other doctors. Yeah. So that's cool. And that's what you're, yeah, that's the big thing you're working on, right? So tell us more about that, your vision for that, how you want more people to use that. And also somebody might be listening that could. Yeah. Uh, what I want so to for it. anyone that is in healthcare or works with customers, you can, even, yeah. you know, you know who I got the idea from who insurance salesman. Oh, okay. So insurance salesmen, they have standard PowerPoints or back in the day, they used to use flip charts for whole life, variable life and whatever type of life they do. Right. Right. So I stole <laughs> the idea. And the thing is, is when you think it's a good idea, don't ask anyone or don't tell anyone. Cause I, yeah. I didn't use it for about five or 10 years because I asked some of my colleagues and they said, Don, you know, that's not possible. And I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. It's not possible. And then all of a sudden I had an experience where it was like a litigation experience. Yeah. And, and I was like, Oh man, this is bad. Like, and then one of the words I learned, you, everyone talks about it, but it's really key. Um, why did this happen for me? Yes. So yeah. that experience, why did it happen for me? Or another way of asking that question is if I could do it over again, what would I do different? Mm. 
Yeah. And so I always think about that. It doesn't matter if you guys have bad stuff that happens to you. You think about it. Why did it happen for me? And what could I do different? And the one thing I could have done different was a pre-surgical discussion. So my first slide deck was a pre-surgical discussion. And I had these slides and I started to show it to patients. It's made it a lot easier with Google, Google Docs now. I can do it yeah. on Google. And then it made it easier because I sent it to Fiverr and they made it design. They made it look really good. And then I was like, wow, my favorite part of my day is the pre-surgical discussion now. Then I think about, well, if it's working well in one area, how can I make it work well in another area? Mm. And so I multiplied it. So multiply mm. what's working, subtract what's not working. So it was working well. And I thought, well, what's the most complicated thing I treat? It's plantar fasciitis or heel pain. And I, my next slide deck was based on plantar fasciitis because it was very complex, very convoluted. And then all of a sudden I made this slide deck and all of a sudden it was my salvation. Right. Came in. I had an objective slide deck because I used to give, if, if someone came in and I had 20 minutes, they got the 20 minute presentation. If I had two minutes, I give them the two minute presentation, depending on how many hours, how many minutes I was behind. And so now it's very structured. Everyone gets the same presentation. And I have a slide there called the treatment evaluator, which basically has all the treatments on there that I do. And, and it's very objective. So when they come in after the 10th time and they're not better, I pull up the slide and I say, okay, what have we tried? We've tried this, 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 this. Okay, what's next? Okay, it's surgery or it's orthotics or it's this. And it's really changed my practice. And so it's it's multiplied into other areas. And I've recorded those yeah. same slides into videos that I then email my patients videos. I've taken the slides, put them into books to make books. Um, you kind of take that one thing that's working and you multiply it. And then yeah. it's going to turn into courses. Then I can sell these courses. You know, so you take one thing that's really working and you multiply it into different areas. It's the hub and spoke idea. Mm, I love that. That's so good. So good. And you do your courses, you said on Kajabi, right? Like that's yep. your, that's your platform. Okay. What yep. do you like about Kajabi? What's the, any well, tips about that? Or Let me, let me tell you what didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what didn't work was my first podcast. I, it was called heal my foot wound fast. And I realized yep. people with foot wounds aren't really passionate and I wasn't passionate about foot wounds. So I stopped that one. Um, I, I tried to do different websites like WordPress and things like that, but then I would have to link my WordPress to my MailChimp to everything else like that. Yeah. And then I got exposed to Kajabi by a friend of mine and it has a website. It has a email re responder. It has like landing pages or squeeze pages. And you guys might think it's a lot. It's 150 a month per site, but really in the long run, if you can sell a product on it, it's not expensive at all. And we yep. have 10,000 people in our, in our email list for our clinic alone. So when you have 10,000 people, any email provider is going to be over 300 or 150 yeah. a month for that. So really, yeah. if your list is big, it's a no-brainer because even Active Campaign, which I was using before, um, was, was, would, would be more than that for my 10,000 uh, email list. That's how I got wow. into it. So cool. Amazing. And then how do you use autoresponders? Uh, how do you tie that into what you do? So for, for my Dr. Pelta website, when yeah. someone asks for information about plantar fasciitis, I have like a 15 or 20 email sequence on that. Yeah. I also have a course on that, which I eventually would like to monetize. I'm still kind of struggling with, with how to do that. Um, within podiatry practice mastery, I have what they call that intro sequence, telling my background story, things like that. And so there yeah. are these these, these autoresponders that, that kind of go through those types of things. And then it'll go into my drip sequence after that, my month, my weekly email, they'll follow right. the general funnel of how I do things. That's awesome. Amazing. Well, let's zoom it back out again. This is amazing information. <laughs> how do you, how do you maintain work-life balance? Cause I know we talked about how you get stuff done. You're a, 
amazing at like maximizing and being productive, but that we didn't talk about maybe your weekends and how you shut down. I love that you said you don't do any work stuff, no email, no phone. So what, what is the other side of this equation look like when you have your time yeah. off and you're relaxing? So I, I learned this from Dan Sullivan. It's called free focus and buffer days. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I do. So Monday through, so I don't have much buffer. Yeah. Okay? So buffer. So what buffer is, is when you prepare for having good focus days, which is gener revenue generating stuff, like when I'm in the clinic or yep. having good free days. Um, so I usually have three buffers a quarter. So every three months, I have like three days that I do that stuff. It's like catch-up days, doing errands at Home Depot or other types yeah. of things. My focus days is when I'm doing revenue-producing activity, and I only do that from like when I get up until when I get home, and then I totally disconnect, and I don't do anything. I don't answer phone, don't check emails, don't do anything at all. And then I'm with my family. Um, I'm real involved in my church. So I go to church every single night. Yeah. So, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm at wow. church. Um, Saturday and Sunday, I'm at church. I take care of a church in Framingham and I take care of a church in Hartford, Connecticut. Mm -hmm. um, so I do that on the weekends. Um, so I don't do anything. I, I think the key, the key to not eating and the key to you know, not doing other things is having other things that you love to do that occupy yep. your time. And so I'm really occupied. And then I'm with my family um, and I play guitar. I do other types of things ah, like that. So I'm, cool. I'm really busy in, in, in church and in, in leadership roles and preaching and other things yeah. like that as well, kind of on the weekends. And so everything I do kind of wants to free me up. So I want to be freed up by developing these products so that I can work less and, and serve more at church and do more things on my, on my free time and have more time for my family and stuff like that. That's amazing. That's cool. You play the guitar. Um, do you, do you practice, do you invest time learning other skills on the weekends or when you have free time or do you still practice magic? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't practice anymore. I like okay. to watch shows once in a while yeah. on the weekends. I, I, I learned during the pandemic, I learned how to balloon animals with my kids. Yeah. So I'm learning oh, cool. things with my kids right now. They take music yeah. class. So I might be learning things with them. They like to do Legos. We'll go to a Lego class. We go to construction yeah. thing at home Depot on the weekends with my son. Yep. So I'm not, I, I do some leisure reading on the weekend. I do not, I don't do any business reading on the weekend. I don't do any yeah. audible unless I'm traveling. I consider travel a buffer day. So yep. let's say I'm going to Canada. It's an eight hour trip. I'm going to do buffer educational stuff because it helps keep my brain working. So I don't get tired. Yep. That's otherwise, so cool. otherwise I don't do any business reading or anything at nights or on the weekend. Nice. Okay, cool. All right. We're going to wrap this up shortly, but what do you, uh, aside from, um, maybe the obvious reasons, right? What do you enjoy about the church part of your life? When I went to Brazil, that's where I became a Christian. I was born, raised Lutheran. Yeah. And uh, in, 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 in the Lutheran, I, I, don't want, I don't know if anyone's Lutheran that's listening, but we used to always yeah. say, I'm praying for you, but we never really prayed. Yeah. And it was more of a social gospel. And then yep. when I went to Brazil, I was baptized there, uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it was a, more of a Pentecostal church. Oh, uh, yeah. And for the first time, I saw people really living the life, like people that are actually getting up in the early morning and praying, people that were fasting, people that right. were um, doing these other things. And my life was transformed there. And I'm like, this is what I want. I came back. My mom thought I was an occult. She's like, what are you yeah. doing? Your life has totally changed. And, and ultimately, I think my life now is to, to serve, serve God, like whether, yeah. it, and that's what I like to do. So when I serve my patients, I serve those that are online, I serve at church, uh, everywhere is just serving that's, and trying to help people out. That's what I like to do. I love that. That's so cool. And I love that you said, I, I, I find sometimes that happens a lot too, right? People kind of just talk about the idea of things, but not actually practice it. They're like, oh, you're not actually doing the rituals or the 
the things that we're supposed to be doing, right? So it's nice that uh, you found a, a community, right? And people that yeah. actually do 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 the stuff, do the work. Um, very cool. And I love that you love to serve, right? You serve in your business and in, in your life and your family and, and also uh, God as well. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. This is incredible. How can people, well, they can check out your podcast, right? Podiatry Practice Mastery. Yep. They can also go, if they want to look yeah. at the presentations, they can go to patientpresentations.com and then drpelto.com is where I have all my foot related information. Just if you want to follow me, sign up for something, you can follow me how I market. I, I would really recommend that. Yeah. Follow how other people market so you can learn what to do and what not to do. Yes, absolutely. So cool. Amazing. And I'm going to let you uh, wind this down. What, what are some parting words you want to share with everybody before we, we shut this down? I don't think I've talked this much or, in a long time. So, Or, or, a, or a magic trick. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, my parting words are, you know, just keep, keep, progressing you know progress yeah. is better than perfection and yes uh, it, it, it you're you're in the gap most of the time and just don't compare about with anyone else don't compare with me yeah. don't compare, just compare where you are at to where you're going to be amazing thank you so much don thanks Dane. thank you for tuning in to today's show i want to say welcome to the new members of the peak performance tribe who have joined us this week if you haven't joined yet come join the others who are receiving exclusive insights tools and strategies on the psychology of peak performance and high performance habits every single week. Simply click on the link to join the newsletter down below. I have a free gift for you as well, my morning tools to kick off your day in a peak state so you can be unstoppable and have a high energy throughout the day. Simply click the link down below. Also, please check out the sponsors down below as it's the best way to support this podcast. All of them are products I use myself and many of my top performing clients do as well to optimize their mind and body to stay in a peak state. And now I'm going to leave you with a simple yet powerful quote from my good friend, Jarek Robbins. In times of extreme chaos, community is what truly matters.